Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Larry Seymour coming to you live, live coming out of the big state of Texas. But I am in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So I, I'm loving this on the Power of Prayer show. Prayer being a relationship builder between you and an awesome and sovereign God. Yes, you, every believer can have an awesome relationship with the Father because of Jesus Christ and the help of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it's a great day. It's a great day. I have something great for you today. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. You are awesome. And Father, we, we ask you to strengthen our hearts and our minds together, God, as we study your word, as we grow in your word. And God, that we will be victorious in applying your word to our everyday life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to draw you in today on something that um, uh, has been on my heart for a while. And you see the title, you know, The Power of Prayer. Power prayer, and that's my show. That's that's what this is all about, the power of prayer. But I added something to it, the law of the lid. The law of the lid. I'm not sure if if you really know what that means, but anybody who has read and studied um, this book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell know what I'm talking about when I say the law of the lid, okay? It is very, very important that I hit this and I want you to grab hold to it. But before we dive into it, I just wanna share something with you that I always share, okay? I wish I had a round, round robin tape, I'd play it. And I, I'd make it in maybe a Donald Duck voice, something that it would irritate you, but you would know what I was saying every day according to your life as you study the word. Make sure you have pencil, your pencil, your paper, and your word. I've got two Bibles here. You know, um, it is so important that we become students of the word of God because there is so much stuff out there. It sounds good, but when you begin to go back to the word, you find out that it's not completely in the word of God. And when you are in an area and spaces like that, the emotions ride high. But once the emotions are gone, you have nothing, nothing whatsoever. The word of God never changes. It is sealed in heaven. OK, it is our lifeline. So it's up to you and I to study the word, study the word, know the word. And allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word that's in you as you study. You know, it's important. Uh, you know, you always hear me deal with Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. And that's one of the key verses that we really need to deal with in the power of prayer and also the law of the lid. Okay, they both go together because in order. And I'll explain it to you later. In order to lift these lids, you have to be in prayer. You have to know where you're going, know what you're doing, know where you get help at. You have to know. You have to know that you know that you know what's confronting you. And yeah, there's a thunderstorm out here in Tennessee today. But that won't, that should not stop us from understanding and knowing the word 
and living out the word. It is so important. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Matthew six six, and it reads, "But when you pray, but when you pray, when you pray, this is every everybody can pray." Okay, it says, "Enter into your closet or into that secret place, and then you shut the door." Understand something. There's all types of voices out there, all types. And I heard someone, you know, they wrote a book, How to Hear from God. And, and, and you know, people elevate themselves. Oh, I've heard from God. Oh, I heard from God. And I, I'm not disputing that. But you have to understand when you hear from God, it is deep and it is personal. It's not for everybody to, to hear or just to know what God has said to you. It's for you. And the best way to hear the voice of God is to study his word and allow the Holy Spirit to take you deep into the heart of God so that God can talk to you. Yes, God talks to you. And I'm talking about on a spiritual sense, supernatural spiritual. That's why every believer needs to have a prayer life. You need to have a prayer life. Again, I go back to Barnum. When he did this thing, this this survey several years ago, you know, the, the thing of it was is that a lot of leaders, uh, biblical leaders, church leaders did not and do not have a prayer life. So you must ask the question, if you don't and you're leading God's people, how can you hear and lead? Because you hear in prayer, because that's where you draw your relationship in God, with God, studying the word, submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit, and spending time in prayer, not in petitions per se, but in listening to what God has to say, even for your petitions. You know, I've heard somebody say, well, I've got all these petitions. I sit there, and I pray them to God, and I get up and go. What happens if God wants to talk to you about your petition? Are you ready to listen? No. You get up and you run and you go. But see, you, we have to spend quality time, quality time inside that prayer closet, that space. And people say, well, well, I don't have a space. Listen to me carefully. Listen. If your heart's desire is to seek the heart and the face of God, and get in there, the Holy Spirit will help you get a place. We talk ourselves out of the spiritual blessings of God because we stay in our mind. We stay in our emotions, and we cannot hear and even understand what the Spirit is saying. We get our spirit and the Spirit of God kind of mixed up. But I'm telling you, when it comes time to prayer, there's a practice, okay, because you have to be purposeful in prayer. You have to want to, to, to seek the face of God, to get in art. You have to study the word, and you have to be consistent, okay, consistent, because in all of that, the Holy Spirit helps you. He draws you closer and closer by your obedience, by your desire to sit at the feet or at the heart of an awesome and sovereign God that Jesus prayed the price for so that you could do it. It is important. And we have to close that door. What does that really mean? 
How many of you know your mind is being bombarded? The enemy bombards your mind 24-7. No matter what happens, your mind is bombarded. And so as you practice this thing as getting into prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to help shut the door, shut the door of the things that you've seen, shut the door of your five senses so you can get into the spiritual and the supernatural. And it, you have to practice. You have it, it, it's not a one one shot deal. It's an everyday practice, so that you know your heart's desire is, is is I want to be in the presence of God. But I've got so much going on. I saw some things. I heard something. I said something. <coughs> excuse me. I tasted something. You know, I've worked in some things that weren't good for me. So all those things are swirling around. Listen, let me tell you this. How many times have you prayed and you got down to pray and you're like, oh, I'm tired, I'm done, this, da, 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 da. That's the enemy, okay? But you are overcomer. You're an overcomer. You got to practice. You got to keep telling yourself, yes, I'm going to pray. I want to pray. Why do I want to pray? You have to tell yourself why. Because I want to get into the presence of an awesome and sovereign God. I want to get into the heart of God. That's your reason why to pray. I want to hear. I want to hear what God is saying. I want that relationship. I want it. I want it. Every believer should want to have a relationship with the Father because Jesus Christ died and paid the price. He reconciled us back to God that we might have that great and awesome relationship in him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we cannot do anything without it. So he helps us shut the door of our mind. And once that door is shut, it says, shut the door. Pray to the Father which is in secret. Your prayers are in secret between you and the Father. It is a divine presence, that intimate presence between you and God. And in that place, God pours out his love, his peace, his joy inside of you because you're open for it. You want it. You desire it. Because I'm telling you, you get your answers in the power, the intimacy between you and God. Every answer you need, you can get it. Study the word. God speaks out of his word. Okay? And see, this is the power of the law of the lid. Okay? We're going to get to this. But I want to get to you. I want to make sure you understand where your healing, your joy, your peace, the love of God, where it comes from. It comes from God. He gives it to you. Why not? If God has given you all of this, why not have a relationship with the Father? Why not desire the one who's given you faith, the one who's given you eternal life, all that? Why not have a desire, an intimate desire to get in there and spend quality time with the Father? And I'm talking to everybody, the entrepreneurs, the business, the people who are talking now, these buzzwords, you know, I saw what was it Pastor Pastorpreneur. I don't have a clue what that is. Okay, but the thing of it is, is that no matter you're a Christian, you want to be an entrepreneur. Okay, you want to do kingdom work. You do. You have to know what all this stuff is. 
kingdom work people are flying around buzzword. Oh, okay, I'm doing kingdom work, whatever. You can't do kingdom work unless you know and have a relationship inside the kingdom, okay? Inside the kingdom. You have to know the kingdom of God so that you can work the kingdom. Because once we use those buzzwords, there's too many compromises that we fall into because we don't have a clue of what the kingdom of God consists of or whom it consists of. So you have to know. I'm telling you, prayer is so sufficient for you and I. We have to walk. Our life should consist of prayer. Oh, I can't pray all up. Yes, you can. You talk your way. I've heard so many excuses, and I've used these excuses. Prayer is a relationship builder with God. And so you can build that relationship anywhere and everywhere you go because it's supernatural and it's spiritual. Okay? And the Holy Spirit is there to help you with it. All this other stuff and people, well, I'm, I'm, I, I uh, declare and decree. What are you declaring and decreeing? Because it's not yours. I mean, we're, we're buzzword and we're all over the place. Only speak what God tells you to speak. Live what God tells you to live. It's not impossible to live a godly life. It is never impossible. Because Jesus paid that price so that we can live. We can live holy. It has nothing to do with what you wear, what's on your head, your dress, but it has to do with whom is leading and guiding you from the inside out, the inside. Okay? That's why prayer is so important. Okay? You get into that closet, you pray. And it says here, you pray to the Father, which is a secret. And thy father which seeth in secret, he'll reward you openly. This is why you can't have a whole lot of people praying all over the place for you. Because you need to get in that corner. You need to get in there. You need to get in there and get with God yourself so that he tells you, see, this is what he's looking for. He's looking for, number one, are you going to listen? Are you going to obey? And are you going to apply? Come on now, <clears throat> it says here, which is uh, when you pray in secret, you pray to the Father in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret. He's looking to see if you're going to obey him, okay? And this is something that we weren't taught in church about obedience to God in prayer. We were always taught to dabble, 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 pray, 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 speak, speak, speak. You're never taught to sit there and listen and listen to the voice of God in your heart. For some, he may speak audible. I don't, I don't know, but I know he speaks in your heart because that's where he lives. He dwells. That's the power of a supernatural, awesome God, awesome Jesus, and awesome Holy Spirit, because not only do are they created the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, but they also dwell in your heart as a believer. Okay, so these are supernatural things, and sometimes your mind can't even comprehend, but it's there. The word is there. You have to believe and trust, and your faith is in the word because your faith comes out of the word. And God has given you a measure of faith. Each one of us has the measure of faith. We have it. 
Now it's up to you and I to utilize and grow in the faith and work the faith. What better way to work your faith is by prayer and obeying God so that you understand the power of the faith he's given you when he tells you to do something, okay? So I, I wanted to get that to you because it's so important that we get it. Stop allowing others to pray for you before you pray for yourself. You know who you are. Begin to pray and seek the face and the heart of God yourself. I challenge you because what's coming up? The elections are coming, all of this stuff. You're about to hear, you got the, the, the guy in New York, he's got all these indictments of wrongdoing. He's not gonna step down. It doesn't matter. Sin has wrecked his life and is wrecking others' life. But as a body of believers, we do nothing, nothing whatsoever. But we have to begin to pray and honor God in our prayers to submit to what he's telling us. It has nothing to do with praying for a Democrat. It has nothing to do with praying for Republican or independent. It has to do with praying for salvation and the rising up of believers in our governmental system, because the Bible tells us in Isaiah that the government is on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, then you pray it, you act like it, and you walk in it. That's the power of knowing the word and praying the word, okay? Sin has caused such a, 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 a hideous reaction. Yes, the guns, the abortion, the LGBTQ, all of this, all of this stuff has reared its head because of sin. And we have allowed it because we have allowed sin to come in the heart, in our homes. We've allowed sin to come into our churches. And the business and all the entertainment, all of that is already broken, full of sin. But how do we get back on track? We go back to Jesus and we pray the word of God. We study. We get back in it. Not all this emotional stuff. No, we got to know the power of Jesus Christ in us. That book on my left-hand side, I mean, you know, people say, well, I'm tired of hearing that book. I don't care whether you're tired of hearing about that book or not, okay? That book draws you back to your salvation, draws you back to the knowledge of the word of God, and draws you back to the word so that you can get back into the heart of Jesus Christ and the Father, okay? We need to know this. It's not always in church that we're not taught about salvation. You're not taught about reconciliation. But the bottom line is, if you don't know it, you can't work it. And if you don't work it, then sin comes in and it beats you up. Are you tired, sick and tired of being beat up? You should be as a believer. You should be as a believer. The only way you don't get beat up so hard and so much, so frequently, is that you get back into Jesus. You get back and strengthen your shield of faith. Because like the Bible says, you continue to work your faith, continue to work your faith, it will quench all the fiery darts. <clears throat> Understand something, you got to believe and trust and work the word, okay? 
So I want to get that to you. I want to shake you up a little bit because there's too much stuff going on. Too many people now are getting on Facebook. Oh, let me pray for you. They have no clue of what you're going through, but they want to pray for you. There's no scripture. No one reads scripture about prayer. No one does any scripture, but yet they're, they're speaking in tongues. They're rocking back and all of this stuff and people are clapping. What are you clapping for? What are you receiving while they are praying? See, when somebody's praying for you, you've got to know the word of God. You've got to give them the word. If they don't know you, give them the word of God that you desire to pray. Because once they pray the word of God, there is no warfare. They don't step into your warfare. Too many times we're telling people, oh, I've been through this and I'm going through this. Pray for me. Pray my strength in the Lord. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. I can't pray your strength in the Lord unless you understand the power of his joy. See, we get off on tangents, emotional stuff, and we wonder why we're still stuck. We're still stuck. I'm talking about the law of the land, okay? I'm opening it up for you so you understand that all the, the emotional stuff, it's a lid over us. All the sin, all of this stuff. So I, I want to take you to this, and I'm just going to read something here, and 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 uh, it's coming out of First uh, Samuel, okay? First Samuel, and this is what happens. We all know that uh, Saul and David, and David killed Goliath. But I want you to understand something. I'm just going to read a summary of this, and a lot of people don't know. John Maxwell, this book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, is full of biblical principles. It is full of biblical principles. Okay? Before John wrote this, John was a pastor for over 20 years. So he understands biblical principles, and he wrote this out of biblical principles. So a lot of times, businesses use the principles, but they don't use the biblical principles. Okay, they don't know the scriptures to go behind it, but it they use the principles and the principles will work. But as a believer, you need to know the scripture and the principles so that you can walk in victory in both. They're intertwined as believers, they're intertwined together. You can't separate the principle and separate the scriptures. They're together as believers. So as we study and read, you know, the, the principles that we're going to use. The principle of the law of the lid, that's what we're going to talk about, okay? And I've really been talking about it already. But we have to understand <clears throat> that, first of all, first of all, Jesus Christ destroyed the power of sin. He redeemed us from that, okay? So sin does not have dominion over us. It doesn't because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the his, his, his birth. His work, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and now his intercession for you and I. He has destroyed the dominion of sin, and we must rejoice in that. You have to know that. It's, it's, it's a learned behavior that belongs to you. And then in that redemption, he reconciled us back to God so that we now belong to God. We don't have to ask anybody to pray for me. I can go to God in prayer by myself, for myself, 
and enter and, and enter into a relationship with God for myself, by myself, but with the help of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to, because see, he, the, when Jesus died, he, the veil was rent from top to bottom. See, in the Old Testament, the only person that go for you and pray was the priest. Now, you can go to God yourself because of Jesus Christ. So the law of the lid means that you have this lid over top of you. It can be a whole lot of stuff. But, but, but let's look at this, the summary of uh, 1 Samuel 17, 24 to 40. This is what uh, John wrote. When Goliath taunted the armies of Israel, the frightened Hebrew soldiers forgot how to fight. Okay? They had a lid over them. They couldn't fight because of fear. Fear was a lid over top of them. So they couldn't fight Goliath. <clears throat> they lacked a leader who could provide a strategy of success. They lacked the leader. So they had all these lids. They had the lids over it. Saul was a very experienced soldier. But he cowered in fear with his men. Isn't that something? You have to understand when God is calling you to do something, you have to do it. But in most cases in our lives, there are lids over us that stops us from fully gaining the authority and the victory that we need because these things hold us back. They hold us back. And God never holds us back, but they hold us back. So here, the, 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 the uh, uh, Israel soldiers, they were in fear. Their leader was in fear. But David, on the other hand, sized up the situation. Determined, <clears throat> determined his weapon, a sling and five smooth stones, and he ran towards Goliath. Why? At that moment, David had no lids over him. All he had was the God inside of him, the God inside of him. So understand something. The king of Israel and the Israelites, the mighty men of war, had a lid of fear over them. They could not fight anymore. But when David came, he fought and slew Goliath. Saul suffered under the lid of fear, paralyzed from leading. David labored under, under no such lid. Once he conquered the giant, the Israelites' armies joined him to finish off the Philistines. See, in this case, sometimes, Somebody can come along and lift the lid, but you have to acknowledge, listen to me carefully, what your lids are. Let's talk about some of these lids that are affecting you and me. If any of them uh, 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 resonate with you, just write it down. Insecurities. Your insecurity is a lid. Sin is a lid. Deception or being deceptive is a lid. Discouragement, depression, anxiety is a lid. Abuse is a lid. Exploitation is a lid. Compromise is a lid. Trauma is a lid. The lack of education is a lid. All these things. And maybe you can write down something else that's going on in your life right now. There's a lid.
over your head, okay? And these lids stop you. They actually deter you from growing and getting, getting better. I'll read something here that uh, I kind of liked uh, that he had, because the law of the lid is the first thing he discussed and he talks about. Leadership ability is the lid that determines a person level of effectiveness. You cannot be effective if you have these lids over your head. And see, some of these lids cause so much pain. See, right now you have people on, on Facebook, they have all of these leadership things. They want you to make six figures, seven figures, all of this stuff. Growing, they're growing leaders. But the thing of it is, you can grow a leader, but if the leader does not acknowledge the lid, the pain, the compromise, the hurt that is within them, that you're growing somebody who's going to turn around and hurt others. Their leadership is, is tainted. Why? Because they refuse to acknowledge or take responsibility for pain and hurt, the lids that are over top of them. We are so uh, admonished to build leaders, we forget that there are people that are on the ground who are working hard. They also have pains and hurts. Some of the pains and hurts are caused by leadership. Okay? So you have to understand, you have to know, before you get into a conference, before you want to become the best leader, six figures and all of that, you better make sure, and I'm going to talk to two different people here, you better make sure that your heart is healed before you take the course. And you who are teaching leaders how to become leaders, you better make sure you've already been healed and instruct other people in healing. It is so important. We allow people, <coughs> excuse me, to lead and we already know they're broken. We already know they're broken, but we allow them. They, we already know, and leaders say, well, well, my people, I don't want my people to know my insecurities. Well, if you've been there long enough, they already know your insecurities. They already know your compromises. They already know your pains. They already know the trauma by way you react in your leadership. And the bad part about it is, as much as you hide it, you begin to uh, 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 draw other people into your hiding so that the issues that they have, they cover them up. Then after a while, everything blows up and people are wondering, well, why? Why is everything so? Because it was never taken care of in the first place. I'm telling you, there are so many leaders that are sitting in places that were, they should not be sitting because of the pains and the hurts that, number one, has been caused to them or they are causing. See, when you're in this, this, this area, let's take exploitation. Either you've been exploited, either you're a perpetrator or you're a victim. Okay? Understand something. If you're a victim long enough, you're going to become a perpetrator. So you have to begin to understand there are three people. I'm, tell, I'm sorry, there are 
two, there's one. Ah, let me share this with you. Once there's only one healing, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. He can get in there deeply, deeply. But in order for him to do that, you have to acknowledge and take responsibility for the pain that so easily besets you, the sin that so easily besets you, the compromise that you've done or have been done to you. Because there's two things. You have a perpetrator and you have a victim. Okay? You now have to know which one you are because the lid has to be risen. Now, there are some things, as you study the word, there's some lids you can lift off you. Okay? There's some lids you can lift. And like in David with Goliath, with the, 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 the Saul and the Israelites, war, uh, uh, warriors, he was able to lift those lids up. So you can lift some lids. Others can lift some lids. God can lift the heavy lids. Understand this. It is powerful because we walk around with pain and hurt. Hurting people hurt other people. They hurt. I don't care where you are at, your home, your church, whatever. If you're hurting, you're going to hurt people. You get in some churches and they have such a click, such a thing, and they're hurting people. And, and, and they don't see it because they're living in it. If you have lived in pain for so long, it has become normal. Normal. So it's normal for you to be a nasty Christian. It's normal for you to be hurtful because that's where you're living. But you're living without knowing and knowledge of the word of God and allowing the word of God to set apart you and your lid. It can be set apart because you have to understand that the word of God, the power of prayer will take you to places that you can begin to acknowledge where you've been and what you've done. See, the power of the Holy Spirit is there to convict you of sin and to convict you of the lids and to help you in the process of healing. Each and every one of you who depression, anxiety, all of this stuff. Yes, in some cases, you will need some instruction somebody to help you walk through it. But once the lid is acknowledged and labeled and you can work through it, then you allow Jesus Christ to heal you. Understand something, to heal you. What happens in the healing? He takes away the pain, the pain of your depression, anxiety, deception, insecurity, exploitation, trauma. He takes away the pain. But when the pain is gone, then you're free. You're free because he, he delivers you from the pain because he loves you. He shed his blood for you. His peace, his joy, his grace, his mercy. See, all of that you can uh, sit in and bathe in in prayer by studying the word of God. You, get, you can get your healing in prayer. In prayer, I'm telling you, there's, there's some things that the Holy Spirit can do inside of you. 
You must allow him to do it. Allow him to, to lift those lids. Those lids are heavy. They're heavy. Okay? They are real. They're real. Some of them are very personal. Some of them we don't even want to talk about. But they hurt. I'm telling you, if you are hurting, if you are hurting, <clears throat> if you are hurting, I want to take you to a scripture. And if you're hurting, I want you to understand the scripture and study the scripture because it will help you get alleviated of the hurt and pain. Let's go to John. No, I'm sorry, Matthew. No, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go to John because I want you to get this. Woo! I want you to get this because it's time for healing. We can no longer stay as believers, hurt and pain, leaders. We can no longer stay in the pulpit or stay in leadership knowing that we have sinned and that that sin has caused pain. It's time to get out. It's time to sit down, get out, get healed, and then follow Jesus, obey Jesus. I, I, there's there's a, a certain scripture I want to share with you about understanding that lid, that lid and how he takes it from you. The deepness, the hurt, the heaviness. It's a simple scripture. John chapter 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that also love, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you love, if you have love one another. In the scripture, <clears throat> we glance over very fast, but there's a part of the scripture that we need to sit and chew and gnaw on by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it reads, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. This is key. As I have loved you. You need to understand the power of the love of Jesus Christ that lives inside of you. This is another one, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is the love of Jesus Christ. It is the love of God that has delivered you, that has saved you. It is that love the, of, of God and of Jesus Christ, that he shed his blood for you. I want you, if you are hurting, I'm challenging you to grab hold of that scripture and study it and go back to everywhere, go in the book of John. I want you to go back to where every, every time Jesus talks about how much 
He's loved by the Father, how much the Father loves him, and how much he loves you. I want you to write, yes, get the scripture, write it down, and then go into prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand and to know the love of Jesus Christ that is in you so that you can be delivered and set free of the pain that's inside your heart. The things that were done to you, to you, you can be healed. That pain can be taken away because I'm telling you, if you're not healed and that pain is covered up, and you begin to join with this person, join in this group, all you're doing is transferring the pain and the hurt. Eventually, it's going to roar up and cause such a fire. But I'm telling you, you have no excuse but to give it to Jesus, to take responsibility, be accountable for it. Acknowledge that you've been hurt. You acknowledge that you've been hurt by, it doesn't matter who or what, but you acknowledge the pain to Jesus Christ. You acknowledge it so that your heart is open because you want the love of Jesus Christ to overflow in your heart. Because see, what happens is in the power of prayer, getting into that deep relationship intimate relationship every believer can have because when you get in there and there's pain you can receive what God has for you and out of that love the blood that was shed for you and me for every believer it is the healing part that we all need we all need the healing the healing sin has broken a lot of our hearts, and it has been painful. But I'm telling you today, you can be delivered of that pain because of the love of Jesus Christ, the love he has for you. Yes, the love he has for you. You can be healed and delivered and set free. It is not something that you feel. I feel God. No, it's not a feeling. That's emotional. This is deep inside of you. This is spiritual. It is supernatural healing that takes away the pain. It takes away the pain so that you don't have to deal with the pain anymore. You don't have to deal with it anymore. What you have to deal with now is you get in there with Jesus Christ. That's the power of it all. You get in with Jesus. You know what he's done and how he's loved you. And in that love, oh, thank you, thank you. You begin to rejoice on the inside because this is what happens. As he begins to heal you, for some of us, it's a process. But understand, while you're in the process, don't go back to what hurts you. Don't go back. If it's in your power not to go back, don't go back to what hurts you. Because understand something, as you're getting healed, you're covered by grace and mercy. See, this is why you need to know the word and study the word. While you're getting that process of that inner healing, you're covered by his grace. You're covered by his mercy. And the Holy Spirit is helping you every single moment of the day in your process of healing. And in that process, there's an overflow. 
you you you're you're beginning to heal and you're, the joy is coming back. All of this stuff, but also understand something. Out of that, you have the ability now. You've been in that love. You know what his love is. You know what it's doing inside of you. So now you that love allows you in the natural, come on now, in the natural to begin to love yourself and forgive yourself. Because see, a lot of times <clears throat> we say we're sorry, but then we, how could I've ever done something like that? So we carry that burden, we put it back, we put that lid back. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we have to understand. We don't want that lid to stay on us. So that means we 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 get the pain and the hurt gone. And then we understand that now that I understand and know the love of Jesus Christ, and he has wiped my slate clean from the inside out because of what someone has done or even what I have done. Now I can forgive myself. I can love myself. And ultimately, Ultimately, out of the healing, the love of Jesus Christ, I now can love my neighbor. But the most powerful thing about that love, I now can love my enemies because I am in relationship with the powerful love of Jesus Christ. See, this is the power of the lid, the law of the lid. We can unloose these lids and work the works that Jesus Christ has for us because of the love he has and the power of the Holy Spirit helping us through the process. So in the process, what do we have to do? We have to stay in line with the word, study the word, stop always listening to what other people are saying, get in the words yourself, yourself. Understand the pain, acknowledge the pain. If you have to talk about the pain to someone, talk about the pain to someone who can do something about it and help you in the process. Too many times we tell other people and then they tell other people. If you're going to tell somebody about your pain, ask them to help you get to Jesus, help you with scripture. So I do challenge you. Oh, yes, I challenge you. Those that are having issues, hurt, pain, read the scriptures about the love of Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the love of the Holy Spirit. Because that love is sealed by the Holy Spirit in our hearts. That love is sealed. We just have to know the love and relationship with the love so that we can be healed by that love. And those lids start popping off, those heavy ones. We need it. We need it. Our leaders need it. First of all, our leaders need salvation. That's, that's, that's the key. Our leaders need salvation. And we need to pray out of the love of Jesus Christ for every leader, for every leader, for every body, those who are running in leadership, those who are working, those who, who are just doing what God's called them to do. We need to pray, but we need to pray out of the love, out of the heart of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope you understand what I was saying. I pray that you release it to everybody. Release it. Tell everybody about the love of Jesus Christ, please. You know, share this with everybody on every media because we need it. 
There's too much stuff going on. There's too much leadership training, but no one's talking about the heart, the pain, the issues, the issues. That's why we have so much sin in the church and home today. No one wants to deal. And the church can't deal with certain issues if they're still playing in that playground. Blessings. Love you. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. See you next Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, coming from Fishbowl Radio Network. Blessings. Love you.